Hello, everyone. This is Matt, and I'm with my trusty sidekick, Luke. I'm not the sidekick. Well, kind of. Well, we'll discuss that in a later episode, or debate that maybe, and have the listeners... Uh, Listener. Look, so, look, look what you just did. You just threw off... Like, I almost feel like I should start over. So, I'm going to start over, but we'll keep that, probably, because this is Matt and Luke with the Hobby Shop Talk podcast. This is our second recording of the day. Uh, it's been a long day, because we don't get many opportunities, and we have no kids today so it's been a long gaming day and a long uh, recording day yeah we did a open a bunch of Caldime the collector boosters matt bought from lewis's game shop where we were recording the first episode of another owner yeah he was uh nice enough to be our kind of guinea pig and i think it actually went really well though so uh it actually probably you know, hopefully have listened to that episode, actually, even, you know, we recorded it today. That's going to be episode two. So anyways, we recorded that. We picked up some cards and we played uh, a couple games of Commander while we were there. So uh, since we just talked about that, let's talk a little bit about what we start with, uh, what we just opened. Yeah. So we got, we actually pulled a bunch of the foil Japanese alternate arts. And I looked them up because I was unsure what they were. And I already forgot what they were. Electrolyze was one. The big one was Crux of Fate, which is a pretty expensive card. So that's good. We also pulled Valky Gotta Lies, the borderless one. So that was nice. And then a couple of Jorn Gotta Winter, uh, Elvish Warmasters, the Planeswalker Will, and Ro- Rowan. So I think they're pretty popular right now. Maybe they're not. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played standard in a little while. We still have to kind of go through them because we actually literally just pulled them all about what, 15 minutes ago and yeah. jumped into this. So, yeah, so it was cool being able to pull those. So I'll go through those. And we actually, you'll be able to see those on Instagram. Luke did a video. And then we actually went live for the first time on video as well. And we had one viewer. Two uh, viewers. Two viewers. Yeah. Were they both your brothers? No. Oh. Just AJ and someone else. Okay. Well, we had one viewer. So that's cool. AJ doesn't count or what? No. <laughs> Sorry, AJ. Uh, so the other side, so we got those boxes. The other thing I did was went all out and ordered a bunch of goblins. I think I might've mentioned that in the first episode, we talked about our, what we, what were our favorite, uh, at least creature type. We all had kind of a type. I, I always was goblins. I think I mentioned Luke was merfolk back in the day. Now it's more of the, the white human decks. So he's in a, maybe attempt to, uh, make a deck that can stand up to the might of Krinko, Muxus, I think we decided, and about uh, 40 others that I bought. So uh, kind of cool having all those cards I've always seen and wanted and now able to play, which we did. Well, it's funny because the guys are laughing at, laughing at us or mostly at Matt when he's like, I dropped 150 bucks on my commander deck. <laughs> I think one of the guys spent, I think, 1700 on his. And so, <laughs> but 150 on goblins. Yeah, you know, come on. But there are some. There are some good ones. I actually. So we played a couple games. Uh, tested out the first time. I was a little worried because you know I, I'm new to commander in general. But having a, a goblin deck with uh, low cost creatures, I wasn't sure about the number of lands. So the first game, I got kind of landlocked. Uh, I was playing with my new goblin deck. What were you playing with? In the first game? I had uh, Tesa Karlov, so it's good what, like, death triggers are good, because then they double with her ability. And then the uh, the other person I was playing with us had a sliver deck. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good, pretty uh, competitive sliver deck, at least compared to 
what we're used to playing, I guess. But he ended up uh, <laughs> infinite, infinite mana, and he had a couple slivers out. I forget which one. Sliver Overlord was one. And so, essentially, he could get all his slivers out and they all had haste. So, me and Matt kind of got steamrolled in that one. Funny thing is, I was actually looking... You were looking at tokens. I was was looking for goblin tokens because I was going to bring out a lot of them. Uh, So, that game ended. And so, going into game two, I brought out a lot of tokens, which I was looking through when we lost the first game without even knowing it. Uh, The second game was a little bit different, though. And you switched it up and used a different deck. I went to an equipment deck with uh, Akiri. And then the other the other uh, gentleman with us used a black and green elf deck. elf deck. So this game was a lot more competitive than the uh, first game. And, a lot longer, too. Yeah, yeah. And so I actually, with my goblin deck, got to the point of having 84 goblin tokens that were 4-2 first strike with haste. And... Uh, I was able to, within a, a few tries as we were, the game had been going on, take out the elf deck, but that left me open to Luke. Yeah, so I had Anchor of Absolution, I think it was, and which requires my opponents to pay one colorless mana for each attacking creature. So it was kind of a moot point with uh, Matt's 84 tokens, and I, th- that that was the one flyer I had on the, on the field, so I... Uh, put all my equipments on him, and then I had Halver. Is it Halvar? Anyways, the guy that gives all the creatures that are equipped double strike, and I think it was 18 damage in yeah. two turns. And yeah. and I was at 36. Yeah, I was so. done. I was, I was really hoping I could get something to uh, to do with those goblins are their best at, and I could have sacrificed all of them was what I was hoping what I would have drawn, because unless I could have got rid of... Uh, Luke's creature there, I was done, which I was, because he had Indestructible as well, so. Well, you also had the Bombardment yep. uh, Enchantment, where creatures with power, two or less, whenever you attack them, they do one damage, no matter what. But yeah, so you, but you pumped them all, you pumped them all up them too up much. Up, uh, yeah, they ended up hurting me in the end, so I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, Matt hasn't played Commander much, and so it was just fun to yeah. get in the game shop at Lewis's and play some commander we also uh uh from there after we did that interview as well we talked about some other things well we were talking about the store so i'll just do that quick because a lot's happened with the store really in this whole process because it's uh you know initially yes my store prairie hobbies and games which will be the name of it and uh yeah we're actually you know it's uh it's actually a it's actually a business now i'm actually in the building uh, I'm trying to, I'm down to the point of finding, uh, you know, shelving and display cases. And, uh, Luke here is actually working on the logo. So hopefully we'll be able to re- reveal that maybe on, you can see part of it on Instagram right now. The little wizard will, he'll probably end up being the mascot. I have to think of a name still. Yeah. So after Merlin, uh, what was that? Merlin. Is <laughs> <laughs> that original? I've never heard that one. So that Baron. <laughs> we could keep with the magic and do Baron. Yep. So it's uh, it's getting closer though. I'm still hoping July if everything works out, and hopefully, actually today through this whole process today, I may have found some of the shelving that I needed to really move forward in the process. So, uh, we'll have more updates to come, but uh, pretty soon, hopefully, we'll actually be doing a episode from the store because we'll have it all. Uh, it'll be all set up and. Uh, stocked and ready to go all right well on to the the next thing i know that we both have uh done some of in the last week and that's uh comic books we both had the opportunity to read some and actually luke's gonna 
talk a little bit about from uh, the first episode where he picked in the first four-issue challenge Oblivion Song. Uh, he had looked at a few others, and so uh, before he gives his final thoughts, at least on the first four issues, I'm going to just uh, give a few that uh, I'm giving Luke an option for here, and then he's going to give us his thoughts on uh, Oblivion Song, and then uh, is he going to choose one of these? He'll tell us which one would, you know, would have uh, is uh, his choice out of these at least, and then is he going to keep going on Oblivion Song or read something else? Um, so with these, again, just uh, maybe people out there haven't heard of them and uh, it's something they may be, may be interested in. So this time I brought really a mix. Again, it's a lot of uh, image and uh, boom, I think I have in this batch here. But all right, Luke, your first option here, the scumbag from Image Comics. And I have read the first handful of issues of this and it's different. It's funny. The art is awesome. And uh, just a quick Overview here, the scumbag is the story of Ernie Ray Clementine, and he's a profane, illiterate, drug-addicted biker with a fifth-grade education. So, I mean, what can go wrong? He's the only thing standing between us and Total Armageddon because this dummy accidentally received a power-imbuing serum, making him the world's most powerful super spy. I mean, how... And looking through it right now, it looks like... uh, Looking through it now, it looks like he's got his pants down in a few of them, which... uh... (laughs) Makes me wonder what it's about. But. <laughs> All right, so that's the scumbag from Image Comics. Uh, next in line here, I have, uh, this is uh, another Image Comics, but it's, uh, we got Redneck. And Redneck is vampires. So the Bowmans are vampires who have quietly run the local barbecue joint in their small town for years, living off cow's blood. Their peaceful coexistence ends as generations of hate, fear, and bad blood bubble to the surface, making it impossible to separate man from monster. Yeah, this is a, uh, uh, it says serve up a tale, different kind of family just trying to get by deep in the heart of Texas. You know, again, you can just imagine what's going to go wrong. Down in Texas with vampires and... The drawings are very loose. I like it. It's kind of got a... Yeah, I read the first uh, there too. Unique. Unique art to it. First about 20 issues, and it's very, very good. So that's your second choice is Redneck, also from Image Comics. Next is, uh, this one I know I think caught Luke's eye. So was it, uh, nope, it wasn't this. That'll be, we'll go to that. Because this one I remember catching Luke's eye, I believe. And that was, we only find them when they're dead. That's from Boom Studios. Pass that over to Luke. This is Captain Malik and the crew of the Vihan 2 harvest resources from the giant corpses of alien gods found on the edge of human space. While other autopsy ships race to salvage the meat, minerals, and metals that sustain the human race, Malik sees an opportunity to finally break free from this system by being the first to find a living god. But Malik's obsession with the gods will push his crew into danger at the darkest reaches of space. Unless the rogue agent on their trail can stop them first. Yeah, that art is like the complete opposite of uh, Redneck. So it was like very colorful and very polished. So yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what's cool about looking at some of these is just seeing the the different art. I mean, that is a that is cool. All right, so that was we only find them when they're dead from Boom Studios. Next, we have Deep Beyond. Going back to Image Comics. In an underpopulated future Earth, devastated by the dire consequences of the Millennium Bug, the survival of mankind and maybe of the planet itself is handled by a small number of people, 
talented scientist who, despite the adverse situation and stupid feuds that continue to divide the small number of people still alive, try to understand and study what is hidden in the depths of the abyss. Something mysterious and dangerous, which could eventually cause an even worse and more destructive catastrophe. Yeah, the art in this is pretty realistic um, and detailed, which is good, too. Yeah, so that, and then the, the last one, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not even going to read. I don't have to read the description. I think everybody's going to know. So what I thought was, uh, would be a little bit different is, first of all, Luke, did you watch The Walking Dead? I can't recall. Uh, to the season when Rick was his last season and he was like brought Negan out and was going to kill him, but never did. And then apparently Negan now lives with them or something. I don't know. Spoilers? Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Rewind. So have you uh, ever actually looked at the comics? I've looked at them. Yeah. So the black and white. So what I did was I brought, uh, I wish I would have the walking dead number one to give to Luke, but I do have the walking dead deluxe number one so what this is is the walking dead it's in color and the cool part is is that uh, they added a lot to it as far as they added things that you know the process of how they came up with the story so that's also cool and then you know if you haven't read the book itself i mean it's you know great that's what actually got me back into comics was uh i watched the walking dead and then i i got back i wanted to read the comics and from there it just i started buying all these comics that we're talking about today. So that is your option. Now, first of all, thoughts. What do you think? I mean, you've seen the black and white. What do you think between the black and white and the color? Of Walking Dead? Yeah. I think I like the black and white better. It was a cool, I mean, to have a comic book that can go that long and be that successful in black and white is just tells how good the story was. Yeah. So with that, I know it's a tough thing to do just to stop reading. We just never know what people think, you know, and, and uh, I've got some other cool ones that might have caught your attention. So first tell me what if you would have picked one of those uh, to go head to head with Oblivion Song, which would have uh, been your choice? Now, this isn't and then uh, then we'll just have you decide. Uh, the We only find them when they're dead. So the Boom Studios. Yeah, it looked the best. So I've noticed that a little, you know, it's uh, with your choices here, both, you know, I guess space and, you know, the other one you get, they're getting sucked into another dimension or another world. And then part of that world comes to Philadelphia, but still kind of space, different world. And then, yeah, another, I can see the kind of a theme here on your preferences. So drum roll, is it going to be the next four issues of Oblivion Song, which I have sitting right here, or the four... Well, I gotta keep I gotta keep reading Oblivion Song because okay. I was hooked right on probably the first right, one. So. so I've got a challenge now for uh, the next time is uh, see if I can find something else to uh, entice you. Uh, also, I just wanted to mention, uh, and I'll just give just uh, the quick, quick, <laughs> the quick uh, overview of this as well because I read the first issue of Geiger. I have the second issue here from Image Comics and. Uh, I have to say, I actually, uh, I mean, right after saying, wow, that was a quite of a first issue. So I'm definitely impressed from there. But uh, uh, this is uh, set in the years after a nuclear war ravaged the planet. Desperate outlaws battle for survival in a world of radioactive chaos. Out past the poison wasteland lives a man even the nightcrawlers and Oregon people fear. Some name him Joe Glow. Others call him the Meltdown Man. But his name is Geiger. 
And that first issue was, it was uh, really interesting. You see, it says the desperate outlaws battle for survival, but there's just uh, some reveals of who these are that just kind of blew my mind. I wasn't expecting to see in the first know, issue types of groups. Yeah. I don't want to say just cause this is newer. So, uh, you know, it's not that it's much of a spoiler, but uh, it was just it really caught or really hooked me, though. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's another one of those. It's kind of an end of the world and how do they survive? But those always uh, pique my interest. So, yeah, Geiger, number one from Image Comics, has my attention. I have issue two here that uh, I'm looking forward to reading. So I think, uh, yeah, so that'll be it for comic books. Well, actually, speaking of comic books. I forgot they they came. Uh, Magic has its restarted their oh, yeah, comic yeah. book, so that kind of goes into two I, topics. exactly. I gotta I gotta get pick those up. Yeah, I was actually on my lawnmower listening to another podcast, weekly podcast that was uh, talking about comic books, and I heard the one for Magic, and it sounded good. I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty. Uh, I don't say well, there. It didn't say gory, but I think it was a you know it's magic in a in comic form. So it's uh, they're battling, and it's supposed. It sounded like it was a really fun first issue that they were talking about. So I'm pulling uh, it up right now. I'm going to check it out and see. Yeah, and if you if maybe we could find that quick blurb on uh, page not found. Come on, Boom, <laughs> Boom Studios. Technical difficulties. Jace. Looks like Kaya's in there. Jace. Uh, Vrask, Vrask, I forget her name. Who's the Death Touch Planeswalker? Let's see here. The first sentence, at least. Across the vast multiverse, those gifted with a spark can tap into the raw power of magic and travel across realms. They are Planeswalkers. And, like, I know you read them, too, but the old books, the novels. Yeah. Like, I, I loved reading those growing up, and I still have a bunch of them, but... Yeah, one thing about magic is they have such a great backstory and storylines and character stories so yeah, i'll definitely have to about. pick up the i saw them at the game shop today and i didn't even get them i should oh i would have got them too if i would have saw them there and so it says assassination attempts who wants to get rid of uh Braska and kaya and leaving jace bellerin's life hanging in the balance yeah i don't know how yeah a, a comic book i mean i love comic books i love magic and to put them all together i'm definitely going to pick them up as well so hopefully we'll have that by next time. We'll be able to talk about magic, the comic book. And I mean, we'll be able to talk about magic and then we can talk about more. And then also soon, hopefully we can talk about the magic MMORPG. That'd be more your, uh, up your Alex. I know I used to play Starcraft or whatever. Warcraft. Warcraft, whatever. World of Warcraft. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've never really got into those and. I've seen some people playing online and didn't really pique my interest. So, not too much to say about uh, board games this week. I was going to mention I did bring some over that uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some unboxings as well on Instagram. I, we have some big games. We actually put it out there earlier. I think we're gonna wait till we get a better setup. But I've got some cool games to unbox. A lot of big uh, Kickstarter board games that are still in the packages. But I had a couple small ones here from the Tiny Epic uh, line that we. We're going to crack open and hopefully we will do here soon. The one thing I was just going to mention is one thing we may do is we, you know, week to week, depending on the situation, I'm trying to buy less board games, but certain ones I have to. So I'm just going to mention uh, the one that's caught my eye here is The Witcher Old World. And, you know, some people out there may know that from the video games, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't played a lot of them. I actually do have them. I did buy The Witcher 3, so I do have it on Steam. I actually started playing it, but... 
I didn't get too far yet, but the board game really caught my eye. I do like two. It's one to five players. Right here, just a quick over. It's a Witcher, the Old World's an action-packed adventure board game full of immersive choices and excitingly fresh mechanics. Compete to become the best Witcher or cooperate to defeat Wild Hunt and expansion free for all backers. So, yeah, definitely check out on Kickstarter. It has 34,900 backers for over $5 million, which is a that's great for a, a Kickstarter. So that's awesome, showing that having a great video game can lead to a great board game. So I think I'm going to be all in, and it's cool, too, that they don't have a ton of pledge options for the, the deluxe box. is about $150, and that comes with everything. And it's a pretty epic-looking game. So hopefully we'll uh, uh, I'll add some in other Kickstarters that I'm interested in, maybe even if I'm not, if they look cool uh, as far as, you know, I can't buy everyone out there. We'll bring those up, too, on the podcast from time to time. How about, uh, so we were playing some NHL hockey, which Luke and I, you know, it uh, it always seems to be going well when we're playing, and early on, it's always good. And playing then, online, he means. Online, yeah. yeah. NHL 21. And then we lose, like, six to two every time. I mean, it's good, and then we fall apart. So today, we, we learned that we got to lock in our positions because we're too antsy changing players. Constantly hitting that change player button, yes. Won. All four games when we did that. We did have AJ. AJ, thanks for joining the Instagram Live again. But yeah, we won four games. So that was some gaming I did. But I did uh, actually start playing again uh, State of Decay 2 on Steam. And State of Decay 2, it's another, I mean, people always say, oh, another zombie game. But it's really fun. I mean, it's a, uh, you're in a, I mean, there is zombies, but. You start with a few people, you find a base, you know, you can upgrade the base, you can, uh, you know, uh, find new weapons, upgrade vehicles, expand and add new recruits. And all the while, it's just so fast paced because these these uh, plague hearts show up and when plague hearts show up, all these uh, zombies with a plague are there and they're tougher to kill and they can they kill you easier. Um, so that's happening. Has that game been out for a while? Yeah. State of Decay. Yeah, I actually so I started playing State of Decay. Early in COVID, I actually, uh, probably the first few months, I played a lot of State of Decay. It was my kind of go-to game at the time. It's kind of a fast pace. You have different uh, groups of people asking for your help, and you can decide to help them, or you could just not, and you could go take them out and take their stuff if you really wanted. So different ways to choose. So I've been playing some State of Decay. It's finally, we're, we're in Minnesota. I don't know if we've mentioned that, but it's finally nice out. So I'm guessing the video games, at least, there won't be as many, except for we are in uh 90 some degree <laughs> so, yeah we were we were gonna go golfing today and it was yeah like 100 degrees out and humid so unfortunately yeah being outside wasn't very fun so yep so not a not a ton of uh, video games in the last couple of weeks but uh, we do plan on hopefully uh, uh playing maybe one more game of hockey here at least <laughs> tonight and uh well and hopefully hopefully in the next podcast or video whatever youtube we do we'll do uh we'll be opening up modern horizons 2 because that's coming out next week so oh yeah yep. from yeah. when we're recording this so when this one's live it'll probably be out but i uh just looking through some of the previews uh they look pretty sweet get some artifact lands back and reprinting some of those and i remember Dak and black blade remember that card <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah anyways they made him a planeswalker now so he's a uh, Esper Planeswalker looks what, pretty sweet. So this set now, what isn't there? An, is the Dungeons and Dragons related set? Is that a different set? Yeah, it's a different set. So when that comes out, 
Oh crap! I forget when that is. I think it's it's a little bit after this uh, Modern Horizons, oh, okay. but okay. So these modern they did Modern Horizons a couple years ago, maybe a year ago now. But so these will only be you know legal and modern probably, and then obviously Commander and stuff. So which with the first round of these, this set was the first time they made like a set that wasn't going to be in standard right away. So we're gonna have a lot of magic coming up. All right. Well. I think uh, we've done a, a lot of podcasting today, so uh, hopefully these are going to get better and better as we get uh, better at doing this and becoming a little bit more organized and getting our equipment. This, Yeah, this setup should be a little better than the first one because the first one we did was, well, it's late at night again too, but we only had one recorder. This one we got two going, so hopefully it ends up turning out a lot better quality than the first one. Yep, and so then, uh, like I mentioned, you can go, first of all, check out... Uh, Instagram, Luke. What is it? Yeah, Hobby Shop Talk. That's where we post most of our videos. And so there's some uh, videos of opening the the packs there, and hopefully there'll be some others coming out. We'll do we'll do a YouTube set up a YouTube soon and do like the bigger board game unboxings on those, and hopefully do some video podcasts. Yeah, but uh, for today, this is again the Hobby Shop Talk podcast, and. Uh, you know, let's just, uh, we again, we got to come up with our ending, but... I thought we did last time. Yeah, I forgot. But you know what? Let's just end it with the... Uh, Good night, everyone. Game over. Damn it! <laughs>